Words from the Hills reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. We have it for a topic this morning, Back to Life. Back to Life. Back to Life. One Easter morning, Mary of Magdala and some women burst in on the disciples' hangout and declared that Jesus was backed to life. We know this story, but let's trust God that as we rehearse this story, something really fresh is birthed in us. Because what happens is that we tend to run away and look for more esoteric things. And in that esotericism, we fly away. <laughs> We're not able to articulate God's plan for us. So is it possible that we come back to the basics? Why are we believers? Why do we go with God? Why are we sitting here? On the basis of what covenant? What is keeping us grounded? You know, and these are the things. Mary of Magdala, busting on the apostles and said that Jesus is no more dead. She was looking like she saw a ghost. Actually, she saw an angel. <laughs> and the angel said to her, Why are you seeking for the living among the dead? He is alive. Nothing was more important for the other disciples than to dash to that place where this event had happened to verify the found the stone had been rolled away and Jesus was gone. He that was dead is now back to life. This morning, if you believe, death will be crushed in your life and you will resurrect just like Jesus did in Jesus' name. Every death thing in you is coming back to life. You're not here on earth to be destroyed. You're here to be saved by God. God works mysteries and produces life out of death. In the beginning after God's creation was perfect, Adam fell. And God's eyes since then has been set to resurrect man. All men were supposed to be raised from the dead. Because we died in Adam. So John chapter 11 verse 17. Let's read the scripture this morning to 23. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, just about two miles away. The place where his friend was was just two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. And, but Mary was sitting in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you're here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. How powerful is that? 
your brother will rise again. For us to be able to access this life of God, we must find out where death comes from. And it's not the original death alone. There is actually death at work right now as we live on the earth. There is a fight between life and death. There is a fight between good and evil. There's a war between whether we're going to follow God or whether we're going to follow death. So we read in Genesis chapter 2 verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Did they die physically that day? We all know that they physically they were still alive. But there was something that died in them. And that's actually what God calls death. Death is not the physical closing of the eyes. Death is something on the inside of you being cut off from God. So many people are alive, but they are dead. They have a name. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, they are alive, but they are actually dead. One of the disciples said, plucked up from the roots twice dead. They are alive. They are sitting in church or they are going around doing their business, but in the spirit they have died. Why? Because death is now at work in them. So from this verse, we find that death is to be cut off from God. Death is to be cut off from God. For us to divine life, we must go back to define death. Yeah? Death definition number one is to be cut off from God. Death number two definition is to have knowledge without rhythm from God. Is to have knowledge without rhythm from God. This is not something spooky. God is not spooky. If you have any knowledge and that knowledge does not have the breath of God on the inside, that knowledge leads to death. Death is to have any definition from man's eyes. So when you read in this Genesis chapter 2, the whole idea was that Adam and Eve now began to believe something else apart from what God said. The original sin was not eating the fruit. The original sin was having an opinion that was against God's opinion. Because the serpent said to them, come on, you're not surely going to die. You're going to be wise. So the original sin was that wisdom that was not born out of God. And that wisdom caused them to sin. So the original sin, therefore, is not the temptation, you know, like Manuel was sharing the other day. He said, when Adam ate the apple, I said, Manuel, did Adam eat the apple? No, he said, okay, sorry, sorry, it wasn't apple. He ate the forbidden fruit. That's a joke. You guys always miss my jokes. So when we put an emphasis on anything that is not God's emphasis, 
we're opening the portal to death. It means that death then is more subtle than we think. It means then that billions of people in the world are actually dead then. It means that many people who do business with are actually dead. Dead to God. Alive in the world. So when Adam fell, he died. So every man was born into that death. And you start this countdown of death the day you were born. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says, Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men for all have sinned. That death that entered into Adam, you were born in that sin. As a result, death also passed to all men. Because all men who, if all men have sinned, it means that death remains in all In the Garden of Eden, there were two trees. The tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You can call the tree of the knowledge of good and evil the tree of death. There was the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Can you imagine that God's idea was for us not to have any other idea apart from his own idea? So that other idea that contradicts God is death. So in Colossians, the Bible begins to say, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Because that ideation is death. Once you begin to believe other things apart from from what God has said, then you're already existing in a measure of flux. So death is not a day then. Death is a series of events. Death death is a cumulative process. So some people are actually walking gradually to death. And how we're going to understand that is to count the days of our lives. From the day you are born, you have the highest number of days to be alive. As you begin to grow older, it's a countdown to what? To death. So the older you are, the less the, the less in your bank account. Do you guys understand this? So death then, we start from death to life. We don't start from life to death. We start from death to life. So God said, ah, you know, I am life. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Verse 25. <laughs> he who believes in me, even though he were dead, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Then he said to them, do you believe this? I know we read this a lot in in, uh, funeral services. But this is not a funeral message actually. It's a life message. It's a life message. It's a life message. It's a message that brings life. He who believes in me, even though he were dead in the world, he is alive in me. 
when I began to understand what death meant to God, I started feeling less and less bad about people physically dying. I began to fear death less. I began to say, like, I'm ready anytime. I began to say, like, I don't even have any assumptions that I'm the best husband for Hadiza. You understand? I'm the best father to my children. Let's say I die now. Guess what will happen? Some people will say, God forbid, Pastor Mo, you'll not die. Nobody knows the time. Let's say I die now. <laughs> You're getting the response. You're not there. You're not there. Let's say I die now. <laughs> Do you see how this is fighting our religious mind? Let's say I die now. Guess what? Next year, maybe six months' time, somebody will jump, nice guy will just appear and meet her and say, Oh, wow, black beauty. I like you. I like your style. And then. This I would just agree for him, and then in, in, in one and a half years they are married. They're married, and then they are wondering about the Ida Michael's name, whether the children wants to continue with that name or not. Guy's a nice guy, just buys the buys Hadiza holiday, Acapulco today, Hawaii next week. And then in two years' time, just ask Hadiza, Hadiza, like um, how is do you miss Moses? Say, well, Moses is a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who have illusions that we're the best husbands for our wives or the best guys in the world you may not be you just may not be <laughs> God can so shock them and make them not to miss you <laughs> any day God wants to take me I'm at peace Paul says to live is Christ and to die is gain. I'm so glad to leave. You know, I'm going to Abuja to do a wedding. But I arrived on Friday. I said, what am I going to do? I'm going to lead someone to Christ today. I started calling up all the, people, all the people I knew. And by 12 noon, I led someone to Christ. How powerful is that? To live is Christ. To live is Christ. I don't show you everything I do in my private meeting. All those tea meetings is preaching meetings. <laughs> I buy you tea I'll give you a sermon <laughs> to live is Christ to die is gain repeat it after me to live is Christ to die is gain and this kind of death is not the evil kind of death this is a transition that men rest after they've done their labors on the earth. After the days of our lives are completed, we don't, we die, we drop this earth suit and we step into the realms of glory. We step into another level with God. And because we understand death, we can now understand life. If death is anything outside of God, then what is life? Life is a man. His name is Jesus Christ. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though death is all around him, he shall live. Amen. I am life. I am life. 
He said, Jesus said, I am life. <laughs> life is to become in the sonship of God. Life is to become in the nature of God. Life is to become like God is in heaven. So are we in this world. John chapter 1 verse 13. These children were born of God. These children were not born of blood and flesh and of man's desires. But they were born of God. Life then is to be born of God. It's to have that thing. If you're still flip, flip falling, flip flopping on this Christian journey, have you been reborn? Have you been reborn again? If one day you are in Christ, another day you are off, are you really, have you been regenerated? Have you been made new? That sonship, this is actually what God calls life. Life is to be a healer, an anointed healer like Jesus Christ. That because you have Jesus Christ so abundant in you, you know what you carry. The disciples came to the blind man and said to him, set your eyes on us. Look upon us, they are, they said to him. Silver and gold have we none, but we have something such as we have. They knew that life was plenty on the inside of them. They knew that they had loads of life. They said to him, such as we have, we give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. There was no doubt that they carried life. This life is where God wanted us to be. And Jesus had the full life of God. Acts chapter 3, chapter 10, verse 38 said, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. For God was with him. You can actually translate that. For life was in him. Life was in him. If you have life on the inside of you this morning, say amen. amen. You will live above harm. How many of you have come through harmful things? The things that you've gone through should have destroyed you. How many of you have come through dangerous things? Anyone here gone through dangerous things today? Say, wave your hands to the Lord this morning. It says, behold, I give you power. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. It says, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Why? Because you have life in God. You have life in God. That life will permit you to live life on earth. The life in God will permit you to live life on earth until all your days are finished. You know that it's not, it's not sickness that kills people. It's death that kills people. Have you seen some people who are just sick three minutes and they die? Some people are so sick, oh, they're sick. Don't die. 
I'm always using my family stories. I have to tell one now. Should I? <laughs> Sandra is so good. She said, no, don't expose your family. But my family is an epistle. So my grandmother-in-law, she lives so long, she refused to die. She was over 100 years old. She'll, she'll, fall, she'll fall sick, take her to the hospital. Her body will be dried. Her bones can't move. Then they'll say, ah, Mamata Rosu. I mean, how said means Mama is dead. She'll wake up. <laughs> and they'll bring her back home. Next time again, she'll fall so sick. <laughs> We're like, but Arosuba, like, she hasn't died. <laughs> she just couldn't die. Men, while some other people, it's just one hit on the head. They're gone. So, life of God will permit you to have life on earth and to be safe from dangers and to be safe from all harm until your assignment is emptied out. Until what God gave you to do. And that's what that scripture means. I shall not die but live to fulfill the works of the Lord in the land of the living. Now that means the number of days you need to fulfill the assignment. If you look at the life of all the disciples of Jesus Christ, none of them, apart from John, the beloved, lived above 40. Jesus died at 33. The rest of them were just poop, 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 after James was beheaded. Paul was crucified upside down. So we have some theologies that are wrong about long life, right? You're not going to live long life. You're going to live long enough to do God's assignment in your life. That's actually what God promised. So when we, so when we have some of those wishes, you want to live to a ripe old age, to trouble who? So who will be carrying your bones around? Live until you can't walk again, then close your eyes and sleep. I don't want to be 80 necessarily. 70. 75, I'm good. If I'm old, 75. I don't want to be 80 for nothing. I'm serious. I don't want to be wearing pampas and troubling my children. No. Salute. I ask God to give me continence all the days of my life and when I'm done with my assignment, salute, bow out. Don't fear death. Because you have life in the inside of you. This is actually a heavier message than you actually imagined it was going to be, right? Back to life. Back to the modicum of transformation that God infuses in a human being that makes them to do life. 
back to the content that God pours inside a human being that is the safety for whatever troubles they go through in life. Sometimes the Christianity we preach is not heavy enough for suffering. Sometimes the words we preach is not heavy enough for brokenness. Sometimes we promise people so much, but we don't tell them the truth that life is actually life in God. And that life in God enables you to live in a broken earth. In this world, you will have tribulations. But when you're born in God, be of good cheer. You will overcome until all your assignment is done. Say amen. amen. This life is true prosperity. It's from here you begin to enjoy your life. God begins to bring you to a pool of peace. God begins to refresh you. God begins to settle your home. God begins to bring you warmth to share. God begins to make you a blessing in your world. God begins to bring you to abundance. In this life of God and for the assignment of God, God brings you wealth. God brings new economies out of you. God brings new ideas and new empire, empire, empires out of you. When they are wicked, when the wicked in our nation are tightening their grip on national assets, God is busy planning a transition of wealth to the people who have life. Say amen. amen. Many do not realize it. They are toiling and walking and walking, but all they are working for is gathered up for the righteous. <laughs> Genesis chapter 27 verse 27. This is a favorite scripture of Pastor Tony. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment, and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is like the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. And he will explain it to say, You have a blessing. You have a blessing. The blessing is not money. The blessing is what people look at you and say, This is the person I've chosen. The blessing is that thing you carry into a room and everybody's trying to make a decision and they say, this is the man. The blessing is bigger than money. You carry the blessing wherever you go. That, that life is on the inside of you. Men will look at you and begin to identify the thing that God has put in your life. Why? Say, I'm blessed. Be, say it again. Say, I am blessed. Say it one more time. I am blessed. That is life. The smell of your life is like the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. You are not living in dryness. You are living in abundance. You are not living in brokenness. You are living in plenty. Some of us think that poverty is a sign of holiness. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Poverty will make you to curse your children. Poverty will make you to blame your wife. Nothing has broken more homes than poverty. Poverty is not anointed. Poverty is not anointed. So when we're talking about life in God, the life in God causes men to turn and look at you and say, it's you we want. Please, sir, come and lead us. Please, sir, tell us the way. Why? Say, I'm blessed. Uh, some of you are not believing it this morning. <laughs> 
is total. This gospel is total. It goes to death. It goes to life. It goes to blessing. It goes to weakness. It goes to brokenness. It goes to strength. That is the balance of the gospel. Many of us love aspects of the gospel. We love poverty. You hear it on social media. Jesus does not have clothes. You're kidding. You hear it on social media. Oh, pastor, men of God are not supposed to wear nice clothes. Now, can I tell you guys a secret? I'm sure Chingwe will kill me. I bought this jacket inside Balogo Market. I had to go and look for the best deal. Clothes. Clothes don't make you. Is it nice? Inside Balogo Market. Low budget excellence. They had all the, sh- all the shirts with tattoo, big name, Hugo Boss. I'm like, no, I'm not wearing a brand. You, I'm, I'm not, my name is more important than the brand. It's not the brand, it's not the brand, it's not the brand. It's not the brand. Does it fit you? Does it look nice on you? I can buy branded clothes that, that you're walking around like a porcupine. Sorry, they say I have bad mouth sometimes. <laughs> Can I tell you guys something? Life is on the inside of you. Say, I have, life. I have life. What the devil does is to trick you into the, out to the knowledge of this life that you carry. So you don't know that you are a life-giving spirit. The Bible says the first Adam was a living soul. The second Adam is a life-giving spirit. Everywhere you go, life is bursting out. Life is bursting out. Life is bursting out. You have the life of God. (laughs) I wish someone would get into the revelation of this knowledge that you have something on the inside of you. This is life. This is the life of God. Life means you have authority. You carry the authority of the word of God. You live in the grace of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 24. 1 Corinthians 15, 24. Let's read it together. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. And when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. Next verse. For he must reign till he has put all his enemies under his feet. Guess who does the execution of the enemy putting under the feet of Christ? The church. You and I. God comes to put an end to all disobedience through us. We are the enforcement army of God. That means that the same authority in Christ is in us. Say, I have authority. So life means you have authority. Life means you are a son. Life means you have true prosperity. Life means you live above harm. Life means protection. Life means you become a healer like Jesus Christ. Life means you become a son. Life means you become a restorer. Life is a man. Whoever has the son of God in him has life. We're coming back to life. Those who were dead are coming back to life. Death and life were trees. 
Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. I'm going through a lot of scriptures this morning, I know. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. You know, we've missed that part. We go to the second part. He that winneth souls is wise. But look at this first part. The fruit, let's read this out. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Hmm. Think about that. Think about it again. Say it again. What does that mean? It means that if you are righteous, your fruit is a tree that gives life to people. You have life on the inside of you. Your fruit is a tree of life. Wherever you go, people live. Wherever you go, people survive. People survive the things that would hurt them. Wherever you go, the oil of God has come. It's not just about you surviving. The people around you will survive as well. Why? Because you are a tree. A tree doesn't just live for itself. A tree lives to nourish the entire neighborhood. When I was young, I used to love to go to my grandfather's house before I started living in the village. And my grandfather always used to sing a song that I didn't remember saying. He said that I love mangoes. My grandfather is dead. My father is dead. But guess what is still alive? The mango tree that I was eating as a child. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. It never goes. That which you birth never dies. That which you bring to life never dies. Everywhere you go, there is life. Because you carry life on the inside of you. Some of you this morning, this is the day of your revelation of the life that you carry. Of how much life abides inside of you. So many of us, the devil wants to deceive us into not knowing that we have life. But you have life. You have life. Say, I have life. I have life on the inside of me. I have life on the inside of me. I am a tree of life. There is more than the physical that you see. There is more than life. Now, this tree of life begins to walk on the inside of everyone. This tree is more than our own imagination. Because sometimes the devil comes to infiltrate our imagination. He comes to enter into our mind realm and tell us, do you think you really have anything? Do you think you're really carrying the life of God? Why is your life like this? That is death trying to infiltrate into life. Because death is a thinking. That's what I was trying to establish at the beginning. Death is a way of thinking. And death is always battling the life on the inside of you. And if you are not aware, you will be permitting death to step all over your life. When you entertain that way that the devil wants you to think, that is death coming in. When you are entertaining those thoughts are not in rhythm with the will of God, that is death breaking in. So life is also a spirit. And life begins to work when you stir up the gift of God on the inside of you. We all have been given that grace to stir up life. 
stir up life. Life is not just an event, therefore. Life is not just a day, therefore. Life is a man. Whoever has the sun has life. Whatever tries to steal or cover the image of the sun in your life is that which brings death. Death and life are in competition. And the devil said, I will go up to the most high. I will climb up to the throne of the Lord. What does that mean? The devil is always looking at the place of order in your life. The devil is always constantly looking for the place where everything is arranged in your life. The devil is always constantly searching for you to see how to cut you down. The devil is always constantly entering your mind to see how that death he's bringing in will fight with your, the life that is on the inside of you. There is a contest between death and life. So Joshua said, Behold, I've set before you this day life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life that you may live. If we can't choose it, why will it be written in the Bible? You can choose life. Say, I choose life. You can choose life. You can choose blessing. You can choose authority. You can choose strength in the spirit. You can choose to be that man who carries the overflowing grace of God on the inside of you. Or you can doubt every word from God. Do you know doubters don't get, get progress? Why? Because in their mind, death is at work. That thinking that reduces God. An old song says, I have, I have made you too small in my eyes. Help me, help me. Oh God, forgive me. And I have believed in a lie that you are unable to help me. But now, oh Lord, I see my wrong. Heal my heart and show yourself strong. And in my eyes and with my song, oh Lord, be magnified. Oh Lord, be magnified. Sing it out, be magnified, oh Lord. Be magnified, oh Lord. You are highly exalted, oh yeah. And there is nothing you can do, oh Lord, my eyes are. is about casting down imagination. Death is on an ongoing war to control God's people and the world at large. This war for control is real. The devil wants your soul. The world wants your soul. The media wants your soul. The devil also wants to, to, to infiltrate your mind and to poison it and to tell you that God is not good, that you have life in you. Say, I have life. How do you grow the life of God? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. I want us to shout out this scripture. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. 1, 2, go. 
casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That is how to bring about life. That's how to crucify death. That every day you wake up, there will be imaginations battling for you. There will be ideas second guessing you. There will be things telling you, are you sure you carry the life of God? You know, Elijah finished doing miracles one day. The next day, imaginations had him. Of course, there's always existential threat. Was there no threat when there were 400 prophets of Baal by one side and him on one side? You think he was going to make it alive that day if, if fire didn't fall? It wasn't the absence of threat. It was that imagination came upon him. It was arguments. It was every high thought that raised himself higher than who God was and what God could do. Say, I have life. I have life. So how do you enter back into life? How do you rekindle life? How do you restore yourself in life? Life, write this down, is about waking up and speaking up. <laughs> life is about waking up and speaking up. Did you hear me? Life is about standing up and speaking up. If somebody heard me, you stand on your feet. Life is about standing up and speaking up. See, I have life. See, I have the life of God at work in me. See, I banish death. I banish the voice of the devil. I'm alive in Christ. I'm alive in God. I'm alive in God. I have Jesus in me. I have life. The life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Say, I have life on the inside of me. Say, I have authority. Say, I am a son. Say, I live above him. Say, I'm a designer. Say, I'm a craftsman in the spirit. I design heavenly ideas on the earth. I bring to pass God's will among men. I carry the fullness of the grace of God in a new time. The oil of the spirit refreshes my rivers. I am alive. I am strong in the spirit. I lead sinners home. The, the, the fruit of the righteous, the tree of life. I have the tree of life. I give birth to trees of life. I nourish people. I relieve pressure. I restore people. I heal the broken because I have the life of God on the inside of me. Something on my inside. Something on my inside. Something on my inside. Say I have life. I'm strong in the spirit. I believe in God. I believe in his word. Say I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting. I have life. I cast down imagination. I pull down arguments. I raise down everything. 
that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. I bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Say, I'm back to life. Say, I'm back to life. I'm back to freshness. I'm back to newness. The old is dead. The new is alive in me. I have the living spirit of God. I have the living power of God on the inside of me. I live above every speaking of hell. I live above every lie of the devil. I have life in me. I have life in me. I have life in me. Manuste kabahaya di sholema. Randima sakabashela rutema. I have life. I have life. And I pour it out. Pour it out. Let your love run over. Here and now. Let your glory fill this house. Pour it out. Let your love run over. Here and now. Let your glory fill this house. Sing it again. Pour it out. Let your love run Stay with me, let's round it up. Just stand with me, let's round this up. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. Therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captives and gave gifts to men. Now this, he who ascended, what does it mean? But also that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who ascended is also the one. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all heavens that he might feel all things from infinite under the earth to infinite above the earth. He ascended and descended in the midst of the darkness of that descent was when Jesus birthed life. In the middle of the thickest darkness was when life was birthed. Life was birthed in the center of death. Life was not birthed from light. Life was born from death. In that moment when Jesus has gone to the darkest path of all of creation into shield, into Hades, he snatched the power and the authority because authority was being used for death. The same authority of God and Jesus brought it back and came and gave it to the church. And he said to them in John chapter 6 verse 48, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and they are dead. This is the bread that comes from heaven that a man may eat of it and not die. This is life. You are back to life. You are back to life. Everything that resists the life of God inside of you, I curse it today. You are back to life. You are back to holy imagination. You are back to the standard that God wants you to think. 
you are rising above thinking that you can do it by yourself. You are higher than thinking that you, that you can do it by yourself. You believe you will see the miracle of God in the land of the living. Even as we lead up to 2023 elections, people are saying darkness is thick. Darkness is thick. Darkness, policy, politics is dirty and dead. People are, are planning escape. But as we, be, as we believe, as we begin to stand and pray, guess what God will give us? This is the exact kind of darkness that God will use to call forth a morning. God will call forth a morning to Nigeria. He will call forth a daybreak in your family. He will call for the day star in your body. He will call forth multiplication in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, John chapter 11 verse 43. Let's round up here. Let's read it together. John chapter 11 verse 43 and 44. Now, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth! And he who had died came out, bound hand and feet with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Lose him, let him go. Shout it one more time, let him go. Let him go. Shake someone and say, Let him go. Do it to someone again and say, let him go. Let that imagination release you now. Let that thing that holds you back release you now. Let that thing that reduces the life of God leave you now. In the name of Jesus, you're coming back to life. You're coming back to life. You're coming back to life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for Amen. listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 